The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Trust the process. Do you respect the process? Welcome back, processors. I was looking forward to trying that out. What do you think? Our listeners, we'll call them processors. Like our following? Yeah. Yeah, they can call them. We, 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 can do a, we should do like a fan vote on Twitter slash Facebook, what they want to be called. I don't want to leave it up to them. No, it's up to them. I don't want it to be up to them. I want to force a label upon them. All right, well, we'll let them voice their opinion. Processors, like processes. Not processes. Recruits. Ooh. Are processing rooks. rooks. Speaking of rooks, we had to take a slight detour today. We had some plans in the works, but things happen, life happens, and uh, we're going to push that back a couple more weeks. But stay tuned for it. It's going to yeah. be a banger. It's going to be in the season, and I think that's a better idea, actually, in full admittance. I think it'll be a better decision to just go ahead, and uh, when there's actual substance, real football to talk about, that's when we'll talk about it. So yeah. So what we do today instead? We're going to talk about previous the previous draft, and we're going to talk about the fantasy implications of them. As our good friend Matt just placed delicious pizza in front of us. Can we talk about the Ronies real quick on these things? Well, yeah. Anyone outside of Buffalo needs to understand what what pizza means to Buffalonians and or Albanians. Cup and char. Did I, called, say that? Did I say that right? Is it Albanian? It's called cup and char. Yeah, Albanians. They're they're communists, though. We're whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, confirmed. Yeah, by a friend of mine, and that's all I need when it comes to commies. They're in Europe. They're in, the South. in Asia. It's Europe. I'm pretty positive. Europe, Asia. Oh gosh, Eurasia. Eurasia. Eurasian. So rookies. Rookies. Um, 2020 rookies. Yes. Uh, we like fantasy football, don't we, Ryan? Probably more than we should. Yeah. And I think that me and you have found that we gain an advantage going into our drafts, especially our dynasty drafts, because of how we treat the NFL draft and how we learn from people that are much smarter than us. Hopefully people that will be appearing on the show yeah. Oh, a little sneak peek Relatively action, soon. Yeah. A little, little dip your toe in, a little teaser. Some guys that are able to pass down some real football knowledge, some real X's and O's talk, mm-hmm. and um, get into what makes an elite prospect elite. Yes. I mean, And by smarter than us, we mean definitely smarter than us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Way more football knowledge, way more uh, into what makes a prospect better than others but hey at some point we could be these people and that's the whole point of processing the process that's the goal that's what we're doing here that is the process that we are processing i believe oh yeah a little processception mm-hmm. sort of 
Sort of. So we're going to work off of a list. So I'll just tell everyone right now, we're working off an ESPN list, a Mike Clay list. Shout out Mike Clay. Yep, come on the pod. Go ahead. We're going to do the top 80, God bless, Excuse me. Excuse top me. 80 rookies for your dynasty leagues. Yes, yes, yes. And this guy that's number one fell into the best offense. It's pretty. I think it's pr- pretty obvious who it is mm-hmm. for everyone at home listening. No mm-hmm. one's really trying to think of who this is. So mm-hmm. it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Oh, not Zach Moss. Nope, not Zach Moss. No. Mm-mm. I always am a homer. No, it's a Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You're right. LSU won a championship. And, you know, his reward for winning a championship and being a really good college football player is, hey, why don't you go play with Patty Mahomes and uh, for Andy Reid up there in Kansas City. And not to mention he was dubbed the best player in college football by the best player of all time. So that's pretty cool. That's a nice little badge to have. Yeah. Joe Burrow did call him really good, didn't he? He called him the best. The best player on the offense the, or something like that. The best football player he has ever yes, played with. Yes, thank you, Brian, for clarifying that. Yes, that's, yeah. that is what he said. <laughs> well, I don't get my Joe Burrow statements mixed up. I know exactly what my man says because we are one thing on this podcast. and We are is, Joe. Yeah, we are hashtag Team Joe. So what do you have to say about Clyde edwards Hilaire? What makes him stick out be- from the rest? Yeah, what makes him better than the next running back? I got to go the receiving out of the backfield, Bri. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of his thing in college. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he can do it on the ground, but he can do it through the air as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have the stats right on, on deck, but they were good. He was good. Good good through the air. I know he didn't have a lot of drops. so Very sure hands. And as we know from fantasy football, you want to have a running back that catches the ball. Kind of like that one guy in Carolina. He's pretty good in fantasy. That's <laughs> What's believe, his name again? He, run, he goes by Run DMC. Yeah, no, that's the rapper. Oh. That's Something the rapper. like that. But yeah, Clyde C- C- Oh, CMC. CMC, yes. CMC to CEH. Mm, yeah, and if you're bringing up that, then you clearly have to just say right away that, that the speed difference between the two will, is noticeable. Hilaire doesn't have that breakaway speed necessarily. He's quicker, he's, he's quicker than he is fast. That's right. He's the guy that makes you miss in a phone booth kind of deal. Mm-hmm. You know, strong legs, great vision. Yeah, he's he's excellent. Um, number two on the list, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, tailback. Jonathan Taylor tailback. Oh, I was wondering what the Thomas was. <laughs> a little shout-out home improvement. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, he was good. What did he run, like 4-4-1? I believe, I believe it was a 4-4-1 in the combine, so he's fast. Very impressive. He's another guy. He runs low to the ground, good center of gravity, and he's just going to bowl you over and then keep running that 4-4 right past you. Yep. He's almost like a mini AP to me. That's what I see. Okay. He runs very, very hard. I like that. Uh, that that one cut and go. Yes. But he can also be that shifty guy, too. He is. And, he once again, elite vision. You know what yep. I mean? Great contact balance, especially through the hole. Um, enough juice to get around the edge, no problem. And I would definitely say that you don't think of him as a pass catcher, but I wouldn't doubt that he'll be effective. He, I actually do have a little a little tidbit on him. Yeah, he had nine drops on sixty eight targets, so that's a little more than you'd like y- to. See. Yes, but he can catch the ball. Yeah. So. How many of those drops are real drops? How many of those are bad balls? Don't he, really he also had 18 fumbles. 
he runs the ball a lot. Yes, yeah, he did carry the ball a lot. A yeah, lot, yes, he lot. did. Yes, they, he's got a lot of tread on them. They they overused him for sure over yeah. there, but it also helps that he's behind top three offensive line in Indy. Absolutely. The only the only one gripe I have with him is he's going to be sharing the backfield with a guy who another really slept on critically underrated Marlon Mack. Yeah, coming off a thousand yard season, right? Do you have a thousand yards? I don't think so. I don't have it right on the top of my I head. I think he did have a thousand yards. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Jonathan Taylor is definitely going to push him for those carries for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, the Colts' offensive line definitely makes it a lot easier for him too. So mm-hmm. that's I agree. why he's at number two. Yep. And then at number three, this might be a little surprising. Um, Ceedee Lamb. I think these next two guys are interchangeable. It's all about who, who who you like more, I guess, coming out of the draft. Like, I mean, right. The the. So he's talking about it's Ceedee Lamb and it's Jerry Judy at yep. three and four, and the only thing I have to say about those um, and finding how much production are they going to be able to get when there's already established number ones on their teams? Yeah, they're they're both in offenses with a lot of talent and a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah, and not just. Any wide receiver, like real good wide receiver. You got Amari Cooper already there at number one. Michael Gallup. And Michael Gallup already there at number two. Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Another, another guy who uh, just catches paid, the ball. And he just got paid a ton of money. Yep. So you definitely then, are going to give him the ball. On the other side, ooh, my bad. On the other side, you got mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Um, Another rookie, KJ Hamler. KJ Hamler. Who we saw as a really explosive, another speedy, probably slot guy. Um. Melvin Gordon, mm-hmm. another guy who catches the ball at the back with Philip Lindsay, yeah. Noah Font, yeah, all those guys. Yeah. Fant or Font? I say Font. I just, I it's different every time. Faint. Font. Fanta. Fanta. I think of the the soda. You know. Fanta. Yeah. Fanta. I say Fanta. See, I think that's mm. what maybe what'll get certain people to say certain things. Yeah. It's just you know, is he? Are you a Fanta guy or a Fanta guy? Mm. Are you a Font guy or Fanta? Nah, whatever. Yeah. I'm Team Jerry Judy, though, over Lamb. You're Team Jerry Judy, why? I think he was more NFL already coming in. I get into that. Into the draft. Now, that's not to say in a couple of years it's not C.D. Lamb. Sure. I also like C.D. Lamb's quarterback a little bit more right now. Okay. So, but I guess just to start off, I think, I think I'm going to go with Jerry Judy. Okay. Well, I, I guess I say that because Amari Cooper's a little bit more established in the league than Cortland Sutton is. Cortland Sutton's a good receiver, yeah, but he's not Amari Cooper, right? And Cortland Sutton, ooh, actually, I don't know now. Cortland Sutton's on a contract year coming up. Is he already? Isn't this year? Yeah, he, he was twenty sixteen. Well, okay. Or was he seventeen with Mike Williams? Was he with Mike Williams? I think he's in the Mike Williams draft. Man, we're really bad at this, huh? Well, but anyways, yeah, I still lean Jerry Judy. Well. Those are the wide receivers that are the top rated, and clearly they're a little bit of one A, one B, and then and uh, they're pretty much the same age too. Yeah, <laughs> and then the next uh, player up is a running back, DeAndre Swift, who probably fell into would you say the the worst running back situation? I think it's an okay like position to be at because they don't have that guy that they thought carry on johnson was gonna be but he's not on a great offense it could be okay it's it it's gonna has to do a lot with matt stafford right if matt stafford stays healthy that could dictate a big chunk of 
DeAndre Swift's production right. for sure. Right. And, you know, is Kenny Galladay having a good year? Is Marvin Jones going to keep going that he's been doing, opening up the lanes for him? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think DeAndre Swift, is it's a big, big, big part of it is going to be Matt Stafford for him. Yeah. And then the next guy was my number one running back. Um, nah, that's a lie. He, he was probably two. I love Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, but the, it, J.K. Dobbins, his explosion, and when he sees a clear and defined hole, attacks it like, you know, an elite running back in the league. And it's just the only thing I need to see from him is when the line of scrimmage is muddied, is he able to stay patient enough to not just, like, dive right in there and just run into a brick wall because that's what i saw a little bit at ohio state yeah if i'm being completely honest well luckily for him he's behind a pretty good offensive line pretty right good now, so line. he's probably not going to be seeing that too often but yeah I, I i agree with you there and and a, a scheme in the uh, greg roman offense that it will do a good job help him a lot of right he's gonna get a lot of the dump offs yeah um is, <laughs> i mean is is that Kind of like a big Lamar Jackson thing, dumping off. No, I mean, I mean, having having a quarterback under center like Lamar Jackson helps any running back. Uh, agreed. Because I mean, he's going to keep the, the 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 linebackers. Just they have no idea if it's like with a RPO. They have no idea if it's going to be Lamar. They don't know if it's going to be J.K. Dobbins. They have no idea. So that's one big benefit, like you said, on the Greg Roman offense. So yeah, and he's going to get a lot of opportunities, a lot of opportunities. Even even with having. The, the other running back sharing the backfield with him. I think he's going to start off a little bit slow, but near the halfway point of the season, we're going to see him start to get you know probably a little bit more and more involved with Mark Ingram still being there. Which is a uh, actually a little more promising for me because he won't hit that rookie wall is what I'm right. hoping. Yeah. Agreed. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. Big Cam Akers guy right here. Fell into what I think is a underrated situation. Yep. I think it's very positive mm-hmm. for him. No, no, um, no Todd Gurley anymore in LA. Nope. Um, no really set guy. It no. might be Daryl Henderson. Could be Malcolm Brown. Exactly. Who knows? Yep. Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, or um, our boy Cam Akers. I'm gonna put my money on Cam Akers because he's too. very, very good. Me too. Very, very good. Yep. Played behind the worst. Offensive line of all time. Yeah. College football, probably all time. I'm blocking yeah. more than them. Pe- people are saying. tired of hearing us say that. Yep. Florida State they, they fans probably are, yes. know exactly what we're talking about. So they, they're fine with it. They're yep. like, yeah, beat beat up those old linemen because they were terrible. I was actually with um, my cousin's girlfriend this weekend who graduated from Florida State, and she's still holding on to the 2013 championship. 2013, 2013, I believe, with uh, Jameis Winston. She's yeah. still grasping onto that tight, but. Yep. Dalvin Cook. Yeah, sorry about your luck. I mean, it was actually Devonta Freeman. Cook was. It was Devonta Freeman on that okay. team. So maybe it was a little bit earlier than that, but um, I should probably get my facts right before, well, who, before I rip her up. Huh? Well, who was the who was the running back that immediately went to his defense? I remember. That's what I remember. I thought it was Cook that immediately went to his defense. Like, no, no, he's a good guy. He didn't do the whole rapey, rape, rape. I well, all I know is I know it was Devonta Freeman and um, James Wilder. Yeah, ex Bill, ex Bill's great James Wilder, and former Bills tight end Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> One Popeye's biscuit away, <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin. Um, 
but yeah, Cam Akers, I mean, he was producing behind, I can't, and I cannot stress this enough, the worst offensive line. That's yeah. the last one I'm going to say it, I promise. He f- um, he's in a great system. Yes. A phenomenal system. Yes, we saw Todd Gurley produce with one knee, so. Right. Um, Cam Akers has two. Yes. So he should be all right. Good. Very good. Uh, the next player up is Henry Ruggs the third. He's who, pretty fast. Who I had as my wide receiver one. That Hot you take. did. That you Hot did. Take. He's in a good situation. Immediate. Yeah. Day one starter, the number one guy there. Right. He does have a, a fellow rookie joining him. Brian right? Edwards. Brian Edwards. Go Cox, yep. But they are completely different players. Yes. They will be asked to run completely different routes and um, dominate in absolutely 100% different ways. Brian Edwards is going to be more of that. Like a possession guy, probably his first couple of years. Yeah, um, more of a red zone threat than anything. Right. I'm thinking of a Brandon Marshall type. I'm thinking of a um, Alshon Jeffrey, maybe Alshon Jeffrey type. I'm thinking of a um, who's the um, wide receiver that retired with the Bills from the Ravens. Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden. Very Anquan Bolden, actually. Yes. Now that I think about mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, Henry Ruggs, um, the reason I had him as my wide receiver one is his touchdown efficiency didn't seem like it was something that was generated just by his athleticism. I really thought that his extraordinarily high touchdown efficiency was due to the fact that I think he really understands how to play wide receiver already at an NFL level, similar to Jerry Judy. Not maybe as polished as a route runner, but nothing that you'd be worried about. Nothing that that would make you think like, oh, he's going to take a little time to learn the NFL. I think he can come in and contribute day one as a guy that understands, one, when you put him outside, when he's stretching the field, he's not just trying to blaze past you. He'll understand the cushion he gets. He'll understand – the leverage that the cornerback's trying to play, and he'll be able to read it. And um, I've seen him make contested catches. I've seen him be able to break down routes very quickly, and you know, work his way back to the ball. So you made a really good point during when we were talking about this pre-draft about Rugs. You said that he he's very good at using his frame. His body control is really really good. Yeah. Whether he's going up for the balls on the sideline, knowing where he's at on the sideline, knowing yeah. where the defender is. And almost like manipulating his body to keep keep the feet in bound and still catch the ball. Exactly. He because and you have to think, man, when you're when you're a cornerback and you're asked for those first, you know, ten yards or whatever, that you have to backpedal yep. against this dude who's running a four two seven forty full on at you and he's not small. You know what I mean? He's not a little guy. Six foot, right? Six he's six one, I think. He's six one, a little over two hundred pounds is what I think he's at, and he probably has frame and and you know size uh, or to be able to add on to that size. Oh yeah, um, without losing the speed. Yeah, and he's he's going to that Gruden offense, which molds. Um, yes, six foot one ninety. One ninety. Yep. So maybe now he's, he's like ten pounds. Him. I I think there was a report he gained like fifteen pounds of muscle. I think so. That's yeah, he's probably at about two hundred five, which okay. is. Excellent. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. And if you keep the speed. Yeah. So playing with Gruden and Derek Carr under center, running that hybrid West Coast offense, um, you could see a lot of 
slanting goes. You know what I mean? You could see a lot of the the stutter routes. You know what I mean? Because the West Coast offense is um, predicated on running those quick timing routes, and you get him the ball with any sort of space and just yeah. let him go. He's another guy too. Where when when I'm looking at receivers in fantasy, I'm I'm also looking at that team's defense as well. You know, if they're not that great of a defense, they're going to be losing. Chances are they'll be losing games. They're going to have points scored on them. The uh, quarterback's going to be throwing the ball. And I don't think – I mean, you you and Kyle both like the Raiders. Um, they're going to be fine. I don't think they're going to be anything crazy. But they're, they're, they're going to have some points scored on them. So I'm going to see Derek Carr throwing the ball quite a bit. Yeah. He threw the ball efficiently last year too. He did. So, so I think he's earned the respect and the trust of Gruden to kind of run the offense as more or less he sees fit. Right. Um. So let's move on to the next guy. The next guy had a very interesting lead up to the draft, I felt, because he was a big name before the college season kicked off. Mm-hmm. He had a good year. He played in the championship game. He gets hurt, takes a real hard shot to the thigh. I felt so bad for him because mm-hmm. I know exactly that that's a Charlie Horse times a thousand what happened to him. But he battled back. He got his way back into the game. I remember if you listened to last week's episode, the episode that came out yesterday, uh, you'll hear me even mention that that um, I was rewatching the LSU Clemson championship game, and T Higgins, who we're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, he really did. He took a real rough shot, and he showed his toughness and came back out and. He goes to Cincinnati in the second round, and I think he's primed to be a big feature of that offense. He has a there's a couple of miles to feed. Yep. You know, obviously AJ Green. AJ got hurt again today. If you guys didn't see the oh, news, great. he did get hurt. Ham tweak tweak the hamstring. Or dude. Um, Tyler Boyd, up yep. and coming receiver, very very good. Yeah. And then John Ross. You still got You still got to talk about John Ross. He's he's still there. He's still that speedy guy. Five hundred yards last year. Um, he had a few touchdowns, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He, which weren't like the deep bombs that you'd expect to see from John Ross. I think he caught three or four touchdowns from like, like they were like one yard touchdowns. Yeah. So he's still creating separation. Yeah. But they don't have any anybody quite like what T. Higgins brings. I think. I think he kind of fits in well. I, I can't compare him to AJ Green. Never mind. He's he, he's kind of like the same guy we're talking with Brian Edwards more of like a bigger body <coughs> red zone yeah possession yeah i love my possession receivers like there's there's gonna be set times in the game where joe burrow's gonna be looking for the size of t higgins so yeah um poor man's who I'm, I'm gonna put myself out there here i'm gonna go for it a poor man's terrell terrell owens very 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 poor man yeah like because when you watch T.O. play, you didn't immediately think, like, wow, watch this dude just plays speed past people. Yeah, No. But, yeah, <laughs> when he had the ball in his hands, he made stuff happen. And I think T. Higgins can do a little bit of that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading here that he had a little – he missed some practice time here with an unspecified injury minor, but probably, probably nothing serious. Yeah. He doesn't have anything from college. Not, no, not, nothing, nothing that you'd be concerned about. Nothing. Um, he didn't participate 
and all the drills. But I think that was a little bit of it was agent. Smart. It was smart because yeah. he's not going to be he's not going to be running that blazing you know four four forty. He's not. He's probably going to be in the what four six probably four seven range. Right. You don't want to be out there when you've got guys like Henry Ruggs and you've got guys like. But that's not how T Higgins is going to make his is going to no. make his hay in the in the NFL. No. He's going to be the go. He's going to be your go up and get a guy. I'm going to throw this ball up. I trust T Higgins. He's mm-hmm. going to come down and make the play. Mm-hmm. So. What he, I think, I think he, he saved himself more than anything by not participating in the combine. I yeah, really do. I agree. I, I wasn't shocked. No, when it came not. down, it's smart, you know, agent work to, you know, to protect your client. Yes. So, uh, next guy we love, got. Love this kid. Love him, and he falls into the perfect situation because, thank goodness, our Buffalo Bills went out and traded first round pick. And allowed this team to say, "Oh, we got a need at wide receiver." Now they now the Vikings took him with the Bills pick, correct? Yeah. yeah. Which, if the Bills still have that pick, I'm perfectly fine with this pick. I am absolutely. He's yeah. almost a little. He's a little similar to Diggs, kind of. Yeah, I, think. I agree. Um, you know, not the big, overwhelming, crazy, tall, freaky athlete. He is fast. Four four three. Yeah. Um, he's got the speed like uh like Diggs. So Justin Jefferson. 6'1", 202 out of LSU. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. Um, he's in a good situation, for Great sure. Situation. Um, not much too threatening. I mean, they got Adam Thielen there. You know, a solid, solid, solid number one receiver. Um, they picked up Tajay Sharp. They did pick up Tajay Sharp. Irrelevant. Um, and Ole B.C. Johnson, kind of like that, like that young um, fan favorite kind of guy. And KJ Osborne, and they did. Oh god, <laughs> that was that was a rough pick. I'm like, like Buffalo, uh, UB Bull guy, but and the U and but, the U. Ugh. Throw it up. Uh, he I, didn't. He I, didn't have. I, a I, did, I didn't get that pick at all. That was such a bizarre. Is that fourth round? He was like a. He, it's still. He was a fifth round pick. That's dart, which, that's dart throws. It is, at the, but there's still there was still. I'd rather. Take a chance on Donovan Peoples Jones, or um, he go? To, did he go before Gabe Davis? No, Gabe went in the fourth. I think they're both fours. Either way, either way, but um, yeah, Justin Jefferson still produced on what was a kind of run heavy offense in LSU. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see here. He gets open. Yeah. Just plain and simple. Eighty-three percent catch rate, eighteen touchdowns. Yeah. I- Joe Burrow's ball placement will make a lot of people look um, more competent, maybe, than when he falls into a different situation. Good thing for him is Kirk Cousins is not known as a inaccurate quarterback. No. So he's going to get his opportunities. He's, 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 I think he's been playing in the slot. He played in the slot 90% of the time. You can move him year. around. You so can definitely move him he around. D- he does have the size play on the outside if they he need does. to. Yep. The speed, the speed to break away. So. Yep. Another guy that understands how to use his body. He he definitely. When I watched him, it wasn't like watching, um, you know, a college player that I was like, eh, sometimes he has a good route, sometimes he has a bad. No, just every time he lined up and played, he gave you his best. As, as the other thing I noticed about him, and I think this is just a, it might be a culture thing with LSU, the full buy-in with uh, Coach O, but blocking. That dude loves to run block. Loved it. And he would get his nose in there, and he never shied away. And 
that's something that will give you opportunities to stay on the field. Mm-hmm. If you can prove that you're willing to lay your body on the line in the block, you're going to get a chance. So Whenever I think about like receivers that were like great blockers, I always think of Robert Woods. Absolutely. Robert Woods was a great blocker. He always got his nose in yeah. there, and he got paid Yeah, because of his blocking, not only because he was very underrated, but also one of the better blocking wide receivers in the league. And every time he goes to a different team or whenever another wide receiver comes onto his team – that is the next guy, like Brandon Cooks comes in, is like, oh, Brandon Cooks, right? No. Mm. Robert Woods is going to see more snaps. Why? Because he's going to lay it out there for his team yep. every time. It's it's kind of the same deal with the running backs. If you can pass block and protect your quarterback, you're going to get more snaps. Absolutely. Did you see Justin Jefferson's catch today? I did he not. Had a nice one-handed snag today. Of course he did. In camp, yep. Sure hands. Great hands. Great hands. Um, all right. Brandon Ayuk. I'll be honest when I say that Brandon Ayuk wasn't one of the guys that I started pounding the table for in the draft. He was a little bit of mm, blend into the background, kind of let the other receivers kind of. He was kind of a late a, a late riser in the draft too, a little he, bit. He was. I, I I didn't buy into the hype. Denzel Mims is a guy that I bought into the hype a little bit more. Um. Even Michael Pittman Jr., I bought into the hype a little bit more as his momentum started building towards the draft. Brandon Ayuk, to his credit, um, he's not flashy, but he's not slow. He's a big-time runner for the catch guy. Yeah. Um, seen here, 10 and a half, um, 10 and a half rack in, in, in 2019. That's impressive. So... But that's kind of the style of that offense, maybe. You know what I mean? You're going to have yeah. a lot of screens. Yes. Yep. So, Brandon Ayuk goes to San Francisco. and Which they're kind of getting, actually, just the injury bug big time. Are they? Right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. J- uh, Jalen Hurd, again. Um, I don't know. I want to say I want to say ACL. Maybe not. He misses rookie season. He was the third round pick out of Baylor. Right. Remember, he was right. that that kind of Swiss Army knife running back kind of guy. Yep. Running back switched to receiver, high upside. Got hurt. Yeah. Again today, so that sucks for him. Um, they they lost Debo for the beginning of the season, so yep. I'll be fine. They're 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 going to be relying on I think Ayuk and George Kittle a lot. <laughs> George Kittle just got paid. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Well deserved. Yeah. The next guy I'm a little more excited about. And I initially was trashing the guy. He's in a great situation, too. Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager. Initially, I was trashing the guy because I was like, I don't get it. What are all you trying to tell me about this guy? He, he, He has no big splash plays or whatever. But then as I started watching him more, I was like, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Just because I didn't know his name doesn't mean that he doesn't have him out there. He does. Yeah. And now he goes to Philadelphia who has a huge need for a game-breaking wide receiver, and he might be able to uh, take them the offense to the next level. Can <laughs> So I'm seeing this here. Um, last year he posted a 72 for 1,061-9 and nine stat line, 72 mm-hmm. catches, 1,061 yards, nine touchdowns. Mm-hmm. 55 of his 92 targets were deemed um, catchable. The rest were considered uncatchable. Oh. So he's not playing with a great quarterback, which no. who can name the TCU quarterback? Anybody? No. Okay. 
But um, was that the Carlos Hyde spin move I just saw over there? Yeah, you did. Oh, that that was one of the best spin moves. Sorry, <laughs> that he that was disgusting. Um, bet you Jalen Rager can do it. He sure can. Probably got a nice spin move. Um, four four seven, speedy. Yeah. Another run after the catch guy. Yeah. Which I mean, who's he got competing with right now? Deshaun Jackson, Glass Bones, Alshon. I mean. I think Jalen Rager is going to be. There was a report he was slotted in with the with the ones today. So they hand out ones. the The Bills aren't calling anybody. Ones. They aren't. Yes, they're not. the The media is not allowed to say who's playing with who. Right. So kind of in the dark there. Um. Next guy. Next guy, Michael Pittman Jr. Yes, we like him. What do you like about Pittman Jr. more than other wide receivers? He's not spectacular at one thing. He's just very, very good at everything. Right. There is one thing he might be better at than everyone else. Making YouTube videos. You keep hyping that. <laughs> I have not checked <laughs> Yes, I will always page. hype up Michael, Michael Pittman in the YouTube. But okay. no, what is it? Hands. Dude has ridiculously reliable hands. That's what I know about him. Do you get Robert Woods vibes from him, or is it, or is, it is that just the USC connection? I I get it in the fact that kind of what I said, like just good at like not great, but just good at everything, right? And it seems like he's a buy-in guy, is kind of a culture guy, yeah, a guy that you want to put in your locker room. No coincidence that he falls in with a Chris Ballard, you know, team that um they just bring in guys that love football. And I, that's a trend that I'm I'm starting to see that the Super Bowl winners have this established culture, as cliche as it is, of who cares about the flash? Who cares about the money? Who cares about the girls and everything that comes with it? You know, the cars. That's not what we care about. We care about where's your, where's the, your, the, bring the, your lunchbox to work. And how many rings you got. Yeah. No, but seriously, that... He seems like, and USC recently seems like when they put guys out into the pros, they're they're pro ready. They're disciplined. They understand what they need to do. Um, the work ethic's excellent. And as far as I've heard and read about Michael Pittman Jr., he's absolutely that guy. Yeah. So Agreed. good good on the Colts to just sit patiently and just second round like oh we'll just and that, and that's just another thing. If the Colts draft him, he's good. He's yep. good at football. So. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. This is my guy. I, yes, I want you to talk all about LaVisca Chenault right here. I'm just going to keep quiet. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this. Go ahead. LaVisca Chenault, as long as he can stay healthy, which is a big ask, no fault of his own. But if he stays healthy and Jacksonville continues to give him opportunities, there's nothing that guy can't do on a football field. He was my favorite player to watch on film because – he literally was the Colorado offense. Anytime you wanted to watch a touchdown highlight, he was probably involved. You know, outside of the really cool mascot of a living buffalo charging the field, which he, he probably could have been the mascot too if he wanted to. He's he, he was pretty much everywhere. They they might retire the buffalo and just like slap a picture of Chanel on in there. Yeah, no, but seriously, like they asked him to be the Wildcat quarterback, and he does it perfectly. Running back. Running back, throw him on screens, slants, run him outside. It didn't matter. 
The guy kept doing everything they asked, and he did it really well, and he just understands how to make a play. And that's the kind of guys that I want on my team. So when I was looking at the Bills and who they were going to draft, I remember Brandon Bean, because that's how we always look at this. The the lens, a lot of for for us, Obviously, we're talking fantasy right now, but the the lens of how you look at a draft always goes to your favorite football team first. So we got our good friend Matt. His team is the Colts. Ryan and myself were Bills fans. And Brandon Bean said in a press conference, what does he want in this draft? And he said immediately, without hesitation, touchdown makers. So I looked at LaVishka Chanel, and I said, this dude just knows how to make a touchdown. He can just – he's shifty. He's explosive. He can make contested catches, one-handed catches. He does everything on the field. And Jacksonville gets him, and I know they're going to throw the ball a lot more than people are expecting. Yep, probably. I mean, what? Their defense is not good anymore. Even even Fournette. Well, how, many, how many balls did he catch last year? Over 60. He, he did a lot, lot better. That was actually really impressive from him mm-hmm. because he was not uh, expected to be that, uh, you know, effective in the in the past game. No, nope. So that's enough of me gushing about Lavishka. Next, we get to gush about our hometown boy now, mm-hmm. Zach Moss, drafted by the Buffalo Bills in the third round. Utah Ute. Mm-hmm. And I said, in our uh, draft, you I think it was a recap show. No. No, it was the preview show that uh, he was one of my mid-round to late-round sleepers. Of all the running backs I watched and what they bring to the table, he was my favorite running back, bar none, to watch as far as running between the tackles. The guy just runs hard. He reads the holes. Great contact balance, you know. It, it, you can't one-arm tackle him. You no, see those no. tree trunks for legs that dude's got? Very very Lynch-esque, he, big time. I was talking to a co-worker that you know, Ben Johnson, and I was telling Ben today, I'm like, dude, just cue up this one run. I forget what team he was playing against, but a lineman completely whiffed his assignment. Dude comes in untouched, and he makes this ridiculous stutter step to get around him. Puts a guy in ice skates, mm-hmm. gets around him, bounces off two dudes, 12 yards out from, you know, he's at the 12-yard line, touchdown. He's going to make him make a business decision. Exactly. I love that. It, yeah, he really does. Um, very gifted vision. Proud of him uh, everything, and, and, and everything he said about his program. Everything he said about being a Utah U. Yep. And I like guys like that. You Graduated. Know. Yeah, he did. Very, very smart, too. Very smart. So, good on Zach Moss. Anything else? On Zach Moss? Yeah. No, that's pretty much everything. I mean, he, he, he's, he's a beast. Like, he, he, pretty much you said, he runs real, real hard. Gonna make, he, he said, it's going to make you make a business decision. Yeah. Um, very Marshawn Lynch-esque. Zach yes. Moss. Oh, man, if he could be a little like him, that would be amazing. <laughs> right. I mean, he ran a 4-6. He's still moving. Yes. He's still moving. He's pretty he's a big boy. Next guy up. Let's see. Keyshawn Vaughn. Vanderbilt. Keyshawn Vaughn. Um 
he was a guy in college who at one point he was like the big like he was the next running back up um i believe he had a injury or two the last two seasons so he kind of fell off a bit but um he's in another pretty good situation there potentially um he's got a hall of famer handing him the ball um just he's got the benefit of being on a very 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 powerful strong offense yeah so um i mean third best yards after catch forced missed tackle profile yeah yeah i mean i wasn't excited about yeah i wasn't really i'm trying to like pull stuff out here i wasn't really the biggest Keyshawn vaughn guy so i mean it's not hate no i mean he's just on this list because he's on a very very good offense right and he his draft capital right he he, um maybe he's the robert woods of the running back class could be does a little bit of everything but nothing exactly spectacular he's definitely in a good system um bruce arians uh treats his running backs really well He's going to get opportunities to catch the ball out of the backfield. Brady loves checking it down to running backs. Yep. So fantasy-wise, he's probably higher. It checks out. He's higher on my list as a fantasy prospect than he was as an overall NFL prospect, if that makes any sense. I don't know if you feel the same. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah. Sure. Keyshawn Vaughn. He's all right. Yeah. He's fine. Next guy. Rose. So fast. In the draft process. Mims. Insanely fast. Yes, Mims. And that was leading up to the combine. And then he took the field for the 40, and everyone went, whoa. Oh, I kind of forgot about him. Yes. And the three-cone. Yeah. Six, oh, six, six, six. He had a six, 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 three-cone drill. That's very good. Sub-seven is what you're looking for yep. in the three-cone. And then I forgot he ran a four-three. He's six-three. Oh, my gosh. Six-three, two-oh-seven. He's a monster. But there's one downfall. He's a jet. He is a jet. Adam Gase is the coach. His Not ha- great. His hands are just so-so, too. That's the other thing I'll say. His hands are just so-so. Um, but he does. He's got the catch radius for it, though. He does. But. He does. Um, route running, nothing spectacular. He's had 20 drops in the past three seasons. And, and and he missed some time with injury, so. Okay. Hard to project a injury bug for him right now, but and he's he's gonna get the targets. They're not their wide receiver corpse isn't the deepest position in the NFL. <laughs> no, I mean they got a guy locked in in the slot with um, Jamison Crowder. So yeah, they brought in Brashad Perryman. No. Crowder didn't he opt out? Did Crowder opt out? I think Crowder opt out. Did he opt out? I think he I didn't. don't know if he did, but I mean, yes. Well, if he didn't, Crowder's locked in the slot. A pretty good, pretty established, well-respected guy. Yeah. But um, yeah, Mims is going to get his targets. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that Jets offense this year. So, I won't be having any stock in them. <laughs> they just cut a starting guard. So yeah, it's not not great. I do like the next guy on the list though. He's a little bit of a Swiss Army knife, in my yes. opinion. Yes, this is kind of like that Jalen Hurd guy we were talking about earlier, um, Antonio Gibson. Um, Memphis. He did he go to Memphis? I think he was a Memphis guy. I think he's a Memphis Tiger. Yes, um, another guy, kind of like, kind of like a Lavisca Chenault, kind of can play everywhere. Did he play any quarterback? Any uh, Wildcat quarterback? I don't, I don't so. know. I don't think so. Um, speedy four three nine. Um, 
Six foot two twenty eight. Yeah. He's a big big body guy. Yeah. He's moving pretty fast. Great hands. Yeah. Um thirteen point one yards per target last year. Oh. So he's running those routes. Um That's that's deep. That is deep. That's deep. <laughs> and uh, he do you do do you happen to know what his yards per carry was last year in I, college? I don't. Would you like to take a guess? Sure. Six point nine? Eight point four. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That that's just to push the um topic on him of being put him wherever you want, man. Yes. Put and him he's wherever got, you want. He's he's now all of a sudden in a very open competition for the Washington football team. Um if y'all didn't hear, Darius Geis is a terrible human being. <laughs> um he was released. Um, so now it's kind of like a open competition. We got Bryce Love, Adrian Peterson, Antonio Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Gibson strictly for the versatility. So um, he's another guy to keep an eye on for sure. Mm-hmm. He's shooting up fantasy drafts, shooting up. Yeah. Uh, in his fellow draft class, uh, another guy that I would compare him to a little bit, um, Lynn Bowden. Yes, another Look. Swiss Army knife can – Wide receiver, running back, almost hybrid, pretty right. much. Got to give him the ball. Give him the ball and let him do what he does. The next guy, me and you are not a fan of. Can I just make one point on Antonio Gibson? Sure. After Terry McLaurin, who's their other receivers other than Antonio Gold? That's a good point. Gibson's going to get a lot of a lot of targets. Sure. He's going to be split out into the slot. He might, you know, he's probably going to be like a James White. At 6'2", you better split him out sometimes. Six, no, he's 6'1", 228. So pretty much 6'2". Let's call him 6'1 <laughs> and three quarters. Yeah. Big, big boy. He's a big boy. And fast. Yeah. I'm really excited to see how he does next season. Yeah. Uh, next speaking, guy. Of, speaking of big. Yeah. A.J. Dillon Did is Did you see uh, this guy's bowling. quads? Did you see the picture of him? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We were we were calling him Eddie Lacy Light. He's not Eddie Lacy Light. I can't do Light. that. I cannot. I'm, I'm sorry for all the A.J. Dillon slander. He did not deserve that. Um, if you hear, if you're hearing this, AJ, I'm sorry. Um, you look great. You look great in shorts, AJ. Uh, come on the pod. Yeah, six foot two fifty. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of that offense. I don't understand why you want to take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. I really don't. It's the exact opposite of what I would be trying to do. Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. They're trying to mimic San Francisco. They're trying to be more control the clock pound the rock establish a lead and you rely on your defense to handle the game mm-hmm. and i well, think that's the exact opposite of what you should be doing i kind of like the thought of have giving aj Dillon the ball when you're just trying to maintain the league or the, the lead at the end of games sure i mean he had a he had a pretty good combine he really did yeah he ran a four or five which is very good for being 247. Mm-hmm. Um, 41-inch vertical, 131 broad jump. So those numbers just tell me that he's very explosive, and that's what we saw on tape from A.J. Dillon. He's the definition of a north-south guy. He finds that finds that hole, and he's through it. And yeah. he kind of, he's almost like a Zach Moss. You know, you don't want to try and arm tackle him because you're going to lose it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, they have one of my favorite backs in the league, Aaron Jones in front of him. It's gonna be tough to take the ball out of his his hands. You know he's hovering around the five six yards per carry in that offense. So I don't know. I don't think AJ Dillon's gonna be getting the opportunity that people would like to see this year, but we'll see. 
It's hard to project. Um, Especially with the Packers of all. Like, running backs are very tough to project in the Packers offense. Yeah, this is only year two. They're going to be playing a tougher schedule. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see uh, what, what the Pack have in store for that. Uh, we'll, we'll try and speed through the next couple, but this will be the, the last guy I think that we'll spend a, a decent amount of time on because me and you – absolutely love this dude and i think he fell into one of the best uh offenses at least projecting wise kj hamler yes kj hamler had one of the silliest highlights i may have ever seen in college football ever where it's a goal line situation and they throw him a little swing pass and it's set up like a screen kind of yep and the screen completely fails. And then five defenders descend def- <laughs> upon K.J. Hamler, and he's about six yards out or so. And he proceeds to make all five guys miss one by one by one. And no one even lays a hand on him. His, his shiftiness, his route running, his, his suddenness, his speed. Ah, uh, man. His big thing is definitely the acceleration this was a guy where they were they were talking about before the combine they're like hey keep an eye on kj hamler he's gonna rival uh rugs he didn't he didn't rival rugs no but if you look if, at the 10-yard split maybe but if you're watching him on game to on game film you're gonna be like he might rival rugs yeah <laughs> he might rival rugs in the 10-yard split I, w- I would imagine that the numbers aren't that far from each other but mm-hmm. if you're talking about 40 yards down the field, that's not KJ Hamler's game. Nor no. do you want it to be, because you want to try and match him up against some a uh, linebacker. You you you're gonna try it's and a big mismatch guy who's gonna make it after the catch. Yeah. Um, run some pick routes. Run some screens. I worry about the press rounds. coverage. Sure. I worry about the pretty small five nine one seventy eight. But yeah, usually guys good, good receivers that are that size will find ways to succeed through the press coverage. Think of the um, Patriots with Edelman and kind of the same way where they don't really let Edelman just line up and then run from where he wants. Think about how many times they have him in motion before the snap. It, it You run motion for uh, multiple reasons. You run motion for a rookie quarterback because it helps them figure out man coverage versus zone coverage, right? Yep. The other reason you put a wide receiver in motion is you don't want him to get pressed you don't want him to have to hand check at the line of scrimmage you want him moving you right. want him the next you want him to get that head start exactly you're gonna see a lot of sweeps yes fake sleeps maybe maybe some carries out of the backfield you, yeah you never know yeah anything to help out a young quarterback like drew lock and exactly. i think kj hammer is gonna be one of that guy's safety blanket on the slots and um he's he's gonna make his pay yep. after the catch for sure yep so he he did have a few drops last season. He had nine drops, but he'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. Not worried about it either. Not worried about it. Uh, so we'll just go real quick. Um, Joe Burrow is going to have the best chance out the gate to be um, a guy that you can play. Um, if you're Dynasty, obviously it's different. But if you're talking about redraft leagues, maybe he's a guy that you can wait on. Two quarterback leagues, you can probably start him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tua, he'll get his opportunity, may come later in the season, may not come at all this year. Hard to tell with that hip. He was out throwing. I saw some highlights yep. today, so he was actually throwing the ball. Herbert's probably going to be a guy to pressure Tyrod. Yeah, unfortunately for him, 
you already have Tyrod with the Anthony Lynn connection yep. and comfort comfortability. Tyrod, another super super underrated guy. Yeah, he's not going to lose you games. No, no, but he's also might not win you games. Yeah. So, um, tight end number two, Chase Claypool. <laughs> I was I was actually going to just go right over top of just yeah. Chase Claypool. And like we, can stop, we can stop about Devin Duvernay. We can talk about Devin Duvernay. He's one of my guys. Yes, another was. guy like Hamler, smaller. Devin Duvernay has the best hands in this draft class at me. Um, I said it before. Devin Duvernay, sneaky, sneaky good hands. Happens to be on a great offense. He does. Um, full of littler, smaller. Littler is not a word. Littler, littler receivers. That's uh, processing the process uh, verbiage there. Yes. 439. Just like I like to say doubly. I don't doubly, know if that's yeah. a word. Doubly. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty much a he's a little bit thicker than KJ Hamler. He's two hundred pounds, five ten. Yeah. He ran a four three nine though. Quick. Very, yes. very quick. Yes. So kinda of pretty much the same stuff we talked about KJ. Mm-hmm. A lot of the sweep the sweeps, the you know, slants, mo- in motion a lot. Um Yeah. Devin Duvernay, best hands in the class. At me. Okay. Um backing up Derrick Henry. You got Darrington Evans. Very good pass catcher, kind of like a kind of like a Antonio, Antonio Gibson, but not as freaky with like the size and speed. But right, he's not six one. I think he's like five ten, five eleven. I think I'm pretty sure he's he's five eleven. Yeah, yeah, no five ten, two hundred three. Ran yeah. a four four one. Just the speedy, good out of the backfield. Maybe like a James White kind of guy. That's kind of what I see. Yeah, um, they they missed that role last year. The pass catcher out of the backfield. He's he's gonna hopefully be what they wanted Deion Lewis to be. Exactly. That I think that was the the biggest thing that was missing on that offense that they're they're chasing, and I think that was an excellent selection for them. Yep. Little thunder Definitely. and lightning. Um, we already mentioned him. Um, Brian Edwards is next up on this list. He's gonna be Mister Reliable. I think that yeah, he uh he's gonna try and um you know just get the safe checkdowns. So he's going to get opportunities. He's already won the locker room. I heard great things about him already. Coaches have raving about him. Brian Edwards is probably locked in as the number three. We'll say three. Yeah, exactly. Maybe 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 four, depending on Tyrell Williams and. Yep. um, I think Hunter Renfro is going to be that guy number two. So. Yep. Um, Van Jefferson, uh, Florida wide receiver. He's he's safe. That's the way I would say Van Jefferson. He's mm, doesn't bring too much to the table. He's he's in a crowded, yeah, crowded room too. So the next guy, the next two guys that will feature, and then we'll wrap this up here, is uh, we already said one, Lynn Bowden, our good friend Kyle Rainey just walked into the studio. I know that Kyle's a huge fan of Lynn Bowden, as well as the next guy, who we mm, think that he might steal a little bit from uh, James Conner, Anthony McFarland. Homer in a bottle. He is, man. He's fun. Unlike his terrible father. I hated watching him play against my beloved Michigan Wolverines because I just never knew when he was going to bust one out, man. He's crazy. Eight yards of carry in 2018 for McFarland. On a bad offense. It, it did dip a bit yeah. last year. He was back down to 5.4, which is still nothing to, you know, scoff at. All right. But we, we like Anthony McFarland. Yep. So. We didn't hit any tight ends. That's it's just not because a, not a great class. Not a great class, but Ch- Chase Claypool. Yeah, there you go. So, so thank you very much for tuning in on this little what? Did I miss someone? Are we doing guess the prospect real quick? Oh, I was trying to sneak out. Do you want me just to do mine? Or did you not do one? 
I don't have one primed. Okay. I, I, I'll just do mine real quick. Let's do it. Um, so we, so, we're doing, so we're doing running backs. Yes. I was gifted the NFC. So we'll just get rid of this real quick. This running back was born September 16th, 1994. Nothing? Okay. Nothing. In Biloxi, Mississippi. He, atten- he attended Parkview High School in Lilburn, Georgia. Nope. He played two seasons at Butler Community College in El Dorado, Kansas. At Butler, he averaged 110 yards per game, nine touchdowns, and only nine games. I couldn't find any more stats out of Butler. He so tried, though. He eventually transferred to a school in the Big 12. Anything? No. In his junior year in the Big 12, yeah. he finishes his, um, oh, I didn't, his junior season. Oh, yeah, yeah, his junior year. 131 carries. 517 yards, four touchdowns. For who? I'm not going to tell you the school quote no. yet. In the Big 12. I was, I was trying to slip you up. Nothing? Nope. Senior year, 82 carries, mm-hmm. 560 yards, nine touchdowns. He would then be selected in the seventh round of the NFL draft. Seventh round? Yep. NFC? Yep. What draft class? What year was it? 16. Hmm. You stumped me. After being selected by the Seattle Seahawks, his rookie season was cut short by a broken ankle in week four against the Indianapolis Colts. He finished his rookie season with 208 rushing yards. Is this Chris Carson? It is Chris Carson, Oklahoma State. Oh. Good on Chris Carson. Butler Community College. Butler Community College. He he made it the uh, he took the tough road, and he lit them up. <laughs> One hundred and ten yards per game. Yeah, dragging <laughs> dragging little boys around the field. He had one bad game. He had like twenty seven yards, but the rest was like 130, 140, 150, 150. Then Impressive. he had like a sixty, then one eighty. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> yes, Chris Carson. Well done, sir. Now, I think for an impromptu show, a little off the cuff. Yeah, pretty that was much. pretty good. That was fun. We are looking forward to the next draft class, and we are going to get off the airs here so our good friends from Two Point Conversation can hop in. So until next time, processors. Yeah, that's right. I went there again. Rooks. Keep on processing that process. Do you trust the process? Respect the process. Come on, get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys, here's the situation. Two minutes left, zero timeouts, down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right, we could do this thing. Believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set, mother f- 
Delay of game. Offense.